Woohoo and yeehaw! It is Rare Breeds Month here at Pure Dog Talk. I am super excited. Yeah, baby, yeah! An entire month of cool interviews, amazing insights, low entry breeds, rare breeds, endangered. There's something you don't see every day. Preservation battles. Rare breed enthusiasts are fighting. The work they're doing may very well apply in your own breed. So I hope you'll join us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Pure Dog Talk is proud to be sponsored by Trepanion, medical insurance for pets. Trepanion understands that veterinary costs can be expensive and hard to budget for especially when your pet gets unexpectedly sick or injured. And that's why Trepanion is there to help you, and help you when you need it the most, by covering eligible expenses during unexpected veterinary visits. Luckily, Trepanion's able to pay your vet directly, so you'll pay less out of pocket, and you won't have to wait for reimbursement. Trepanion also has a free program for breeders that allows you to have peace of mind by sending your litters with a special offer so that folks can try out the insurance. You can learn more about the Breeder Support Program by following the link on my partner page. Be sure to mention Pure Dog Talk sent you. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I have a very exciting panel of people for you guys to talk to today. We're doing Rare Breeds Month here at Pure Dog Talk, and I love talking to folks who are passionate about their breed and their breed is rarer than giant pandas. So I would like us all to welcome Elaine Hersey, Karen Turnbull, and Michael Passer talking about Sky Terriers. Yay! Yay! Okay, so you guys... In order, let's have your 411. Elaine, we're going to start with you. Okay. Well, I'm Elaine Hersey. Our kennel prefix is Seamist. We're Seamist Skies. We have had Skies for about 35 years. We participate in confirmation, obedience, rally obedience, and therapy dog with our Skies. That is amazing. And I think I might have forgotten to mention in my introduction, you guys, I need you to pay attention. There's over a hundred years of knowledge combined in this panel. That is amazing and a pretty cool breed. So Karen, talk to us, honey. Well, let's see. I got my first guy in 1966. So if you do the math, it's oh my gosh. going on. It's before I was born. Years. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I actually got my first guy when my oldest daughter was born. I was looking for a terrier for my family and happened to get a little sky that was actually given to me with the promise that she would be shown. It was a co-own and of course the rest was history. And I've been passionate about this breed ever since. So here we go. I love it. Okay, Michael, your turn. Okay, I'm Mike Pissari. My wife, Maida Connor, and I have been involved with Skies for 30 years. 
our kennel prefix is Grant and Kennels, which is the kennel that was founded by our mentors 50 years ago this year. Wow. And we could not be luckier to have had the mentors in Benedonna Dale. They were truly preservation breeders, you know, before that term was coined. Yep. And so it has been our mission since Donna's passing 19 years ago in two days to carry on this breeding program. Okay, you guys, not just 100 years. I'm talking like, what, almost 150 years in terms of combined <laughs> knowledge. I love this, and I am so grateful to you all for joining us here at Pure Dog Talk. And I really want to talk about the nuances of this breed for the people who will own them as companions. And some of those people might show them, and some of those people might do events with them. But how are they to live with us companions? So, Michael, we decided you are in charge of history. So talk to us, because the sky is actually very old by the standards of other terriers that we see today. Yes. Well, the sky definitely shares its heritage with a number of other terrier breeds from the Western Isles, the west coast of Scotland, where it can be quite rugged, damp old, rocky. These breeds like the Cairn, the Scotty, the Westie, you know, they were kept by the landowners to rid the farms of vermin, but not just small vermin. We're talking otter, badger, foxes, all the vermin that would do damage to the crop. And there are references to, you know, sort of long-legged terriers and short, crooked-legged terriers going back to the 1500s. And so our skies definitely have a very long history. And there isn't a lot in the literature describing them in great detail. But what we do have, we cherish. And it really is a part of the heritage of our breed. And if I remember what I've read correctly, Lancier, William Lancier, the very famous sort of Victorian artist, portrayed Sky Terriers, correct, as well as Newfoundlands and some of his other dog breeds that he focused on. Yeah, correct. He did. Mm -hmm. That kind of history is amazing. And I think not all of us have that in our breeds. And I love that. And so, Karen, talk to us a little bit about, with this history, what that brings forward for your companion dogs in terms of knowing the genetics, knowing how healthy, how hardy. Talk to us about that in this breed. Well, actually, as far as health, this is actually a very, very healthy breed. Right. I think because they've been rare, that's worked in their favor. And they're a very hardy breed. They're a sturdy breed. The one question that we get frequently because they're a long and low breed, I think people are used to looking at I don't want to name names, but dachshunds, for instance. Right, basset hounds, dachshunds, any of the breeds that have IVD and that corner problem. Right. right, and instantly they think back problems. Our breed is not prone to back problems. The first thing I do when people say that is I invite them to feel the back and feel the legs 
and they're always surprised because they have so much bone and they're such a sturdy dog. Right. They are an achondroplastic dog, which means they're a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And so I explain what that means to people. And the people are always surprised at how much dog there is underneath that coat. They're right. not just pretty dogs. They're strong and they're a sturdy dog. And my family, as I said, had clumber spaniels. So same concept, right? Like I always try to explain to people a clumber spaniel is like a St. Bernard. You dropped a piano on it. (laughs) That's that's exactly right. And they also, how that relates to families is they like to play. I've raised mine with kids. I've had all of my dogs. I socialize Mm -hmm. with children, so they do very well with kids. But they can handle playing and things like that because they have the strength. Right. But they're a very, very hardy breed. They don't have any real hereditary problems. And fortunately, they really are a healthy, healthy dog. What is the general lifespan? I'm going to buy a Sky Terrier and I'm going to have it for 10 years, 15 years. What are we looking at? I would say most Skies will live 12, 15 years. I would say cancer is probably the biggest problem. If you mm-hmm. can get past the cancer issue, which that's a problem with all breeds, mm-hmm. then most guys will live a long life. Very nice. So now we're going to go to Elaine because Elaine is the queen of doing <laughs> events with her skies. And I love that. So, you know, terriers are not necessarily known for being like they're not golden retrievers, right? So. Right. Oh, exactly. Right. So talk to us about some of the stuff you can do with your Sky Terrier. Well, we have been training our Skies in obedience almost as long as we've been showing in confirmation, much to the dismay early on years ago of some people who said that you can't do both at the same time. Well, of course you can. Skies are very, very smart. They know the difference in the equipment that's used and confirmation and obedience. They certainly know the difference in commands. And from our perspective, we feel that when they compete in performance events, it gives them additional confidence, which benefits them in the confirmation ring if that's what you choose to do. Aside from the competitive aspects, Skies are great therapy dogs, obviously the right dog, but, you know, if they're well socialized as a young dog, they're great with people, they're a great size. Skies don't tend to have a lot of doggy odor, and they're a good sturdy size, as Karen had said, so they're not fragile in any way. Mm -hmm. But they're also a good size to pick up if, for example, you're visiting a nursing home or a hospital and the person can't bend down to pat the dog, you can pretty easily pick them up and put them on the bed or put them next to somebody. They really enjoy it. Skies seem to have an affinity. In my experience, they're not concerned at all with walkers and wheelchairs and hospital equipment and all the rest of that. So and therapy works something that anybody can do with their sky, regardless if they're interested in performance or confirmation. Right. And so Elaine, talk to us about the Sky 30 pounds, about like that, 40? The girls are about 28 to 30, and the Mm -hmm. boys are about 10 pounds more than that. Right. So for a boy, you know, it's a little bit more of a challenge to pick up. Right. But yeah, so I mean, you know, if they have a basic title, like a, you know, canine good Mm -hmm. citizen, which Mm -hmm. is important, 
you know, we train the dogs, we say, so that nothing's a big deal. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. A lot more places locally now are accepting dogs, Home Depots and those sorts of places. So sure. they're used to automatic doors. If you can take them someplace that has an elevator, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of things. So the dogs just get used to being out in the world. When you want to take them to some place like a nursing home or a hospital or whatnot, they're really not thrown by it. And because skies are unique in appearance, mm-hmm. people are drawn to them. And it's a good conversation starter. Right. And I love that. I have one of the podcast episodes is with Patty Strand about what is mm-hmm. your elevator speech. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask each of you and we'll just go through each of you and we'll start with Elaine. You have 30 seconds. What is your elevator speech about your Sky Terrier? Sky Terriers are a versatile breed that would be appealing to a lot of people. They're a lot easier to care for than they might appear with regard to coat, and they're just very versatile. Karen, what do you think? What's your elevator speech for the Skies? I tell people that they're an old, ancient breed from the Isle of Skye. Their coat is much easier to take care of than it appears. They have a wonderful temperament. They love their people. They're legendary for their loyalty, and they make a wonderful pet. <laughs> Usually I get going, and I, and I can't stop. And your elevator is now on the 28th floor, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I think that's for all of us, right? Like, I can remember when I was in college, my internship was at the county animal control. And I borrowed one of my mom's clumber spaniels that she had placed in a home where I was going to college. And so I would tell people that this was a clumber spaniel that was named after Clumber Park, which was in Sherwood Forest, where Robin Hood was just a boy. So the little kids like loved that, right? So those kind of things I think are so important. So Michael, talk to us about your elevator speech. Okay, well, (laughs) as been said by my colleagues here, we do a lot of socialization of our puppies. We have close by an outdoor shopping mall. So once the pups have their vaccination, we're out and about. And we go to this shopping mall and introduce them to people of all ages with their shopping bags and their strollers. And anyway, it gives us an opportunity to really meet people and let them introduce them to the breed. What I say to people is that, yes, this is a breed that has a long, rich history, uh, originated in the Isle of Skye, where it can be very damp and cold. That's the double coat, the heavy double coat. Right. And yes, they can see. That's what probably (laughs) frequently asked question number one. Can they see? Yes. And yes, sometimes folks new to the breed will insist that they need to pull the hair and away from the sky's eyes. And the first thing most guys do is they rub the elastic clip out right. <laughs> of their eyes. They like to have the coat over their eyes. It's so bright. I don't <laughs> want to see that much. <laughs> okay, so Michael, talk to me about who makes a great Sky Terrier owner. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask everybody, but I'm going to start with Michael because I'm here. Who makes a great owner? And who is someone that should maybe think twice about acquiring a Sky Terrier for their companion? Well, what I often say to people is you have to have kind of a foundation of dog knowledge. Right. 
the sky does better with someone I would say who has maybe a little more experience with breeds, especially with larger breeds. If you're coming from a small breed, like a toy breed, mm -hmm. to a sky, we find that if you are oriented towards the larger breeds, you tend to do better with skies. Interesting. They need structure and guidance, mm -hmm. but it always has to be presented in a loving way. <laughs> we often say, you know, it has to be their idea. Yes. But once you set that structure and limits for them, and once you earn their respect, you have it forever. Right. So certainly we've had over the years folks that are new to skies and new actually to dogs mm -hmm. do well with skies. But they have to be willing to set some structure and not raise the dog up to the level of a peer. <laughs> right. I love that. Not raise the dog to a level of a peer. In other words, P-E-E-R. We are not on the same level. I'm ahead of you. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that's excellent. And I think that applies to many of the breeds that I'm involved with. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Karen, talk to us about your thoughts on that. So when you are talking to your potential puppy buyers, who is a great home, and who do you maybe counsel against a Sky Terrier? I do a lot of outreach to and a lot of meet the breeds. I'm very aware of the status of our breed right now, and it's important to me to talk to as many people as I can, of course. I feel like anyone would be a potential good home as long as they are invested in the time it takes to train their dog. Mm -hmm. and the time that the sky deserves. It's a breed that wants to be with its person. They're very, very sensitive. They're very intuitive. They love their people. They are not a breed that you can put out in the backyard and forget about. Mm -hmm. They need to have, I think, early socialization. They need to have continued socialization as a puppy. If you want to have the best sky you can, so they need somebody that's committed to doing the work. And then they're going to have a wonderful, wonderful dog. They really don't deserve to be left alone and not get the attention that they should. In my view, it's somebody who really, really wants a dog that's in tune to them and vice versa. The type of person I wouldn't want to have a Sky would be someone who just wants a dog right? that is not willing to do the work, doesn't see the need for it. Mm -hmm. Also, Sky Terrier is extremely smart, <laughs> and they are going to train their owner yes. before they know what hits them, yes. and that dog is going to walk all over them. And also, if they haven't done the work, they could also get a dog that's going to be aggressive. Right could have some behavioral problems. Right. So it's important, I think, to, as a breeder, to make sure you're making the right decision and selecting home. Well, and good education and good support, right? Like we refer to it as 24-7 tech support at my house. <laughs> it never stops. Um, right. Know, when, when a puppy leaves my house, it's a forever relationship. Yes. And they get homework. 
Yep. They have expectations. I like all of my puppy people to get a CGC on their dog. Oh, nice. I like that. And I expect them to take them to a puppy class, yes. either an AKC. Yep, like a star puppy or something like that. Star puppy class or a good quality puppy class. And then from there to get a CGC. And if they've done that, then they've probably done all of the early socialization that they need. And from there, it's unlimited. Hopefully they've taken a look at rally or if they're not going to show some of the other things they could do. Well, and there's lots of fun things. And oh, perfect segue. Good job, Karen Elaine. (laughs) Sky puppies are the most charming puppies anybody will ever see. And sometimes it works to their detriment because when someone gets a puppy, I say, Really, don't be fooled by this. We know you love them, but they can never, ever think they're in charge. Yes. Because that will set you up for a lifetime of the dog challenging you. Mm -hmm. So as I said, we train them so that nothing's a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. just the way it is. You have to exert subtle control over them. Boundaries are important. Boundaries are important. So for example, just to go outside, no, you can't rush out the door ahead of me. or in the door, or those sorts of things. And you have to sit when I put your collar on you Mm -hmm. and your leash. Those very small things. And I also tell people, Skies really just want to hang out with you. They're not needy dogs. I've never had a needy Sky in all of these years. But wherever my husband and I are, there are dogs hanging out around us. And that's really all they want. They don't need to be held or cuddled all the time. They do like that, but only in certain amounts. Mm Mm-hmm. I have also placed puppies of ours with novice people, but it's got to be the right puppy and the right person. And that's after a lot of interviewing of them. And we're also constantly in contact with people Mm -hmm. and they really have to have a commitment. And I think we're all in agreement of, you know, early and sustained socialization, because honestly, I don't think I personally have ever met a Sky with a bad temperament. When I've seen them maybe act up, I'll say, it's most of the time, in my opinion, because they're a little insecure because they haven't been properly socialized or had enough time out in the world. Right. They don't have the good boundaries that says this is what you do. This is what you do not do. Right. But they also can get a little overwhelmed if they're taken somewhere with a lot of commotion. And as we all do from the Mm -hmm. time they're puppies, We take them out in the world when they've been fully vaccinated. But that's really a commitment that people have to be willing to have and some kind of structure. And if someone's too busy, I would say if they have such a busy life that they just can't spend enough time with the dog. Maybe a goldfish. (laughs) Then, Yeah, then I would say they're probably not a good person for a sky because they do love their people. And as I said, they basically just want to hang out with you and they want to be part of your life. Right. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. So, hey, crew. New year, new decade. Let's have some new Pure Dog Talk promos while we're at it, shall we? All right. Our patrons group continues to grow and thrive. It's like the NPR of dogdom. It's so cool. And Pure Dog Talk offers you, my loyal listeners, an opportunity to get in on the fun. Pure Dog Talk patrons are invited to join a closed Facebook chat group just for you. 
And I promise you, no drama mamas, no keyboard warriors, just fabulous, supportive, pure dog talk fans. That's it. Each month, I pick a photo submitted by our patrons group to be the cover image on the Facebook page. You guys have seen it. And anybody with a quick question gets immediate feedback from moi personally, as well as input from the array of patron group members. Pretty fun. The patrons group also gets first dibs on podcast topic suggestions. So if you have something you want to hear about, that's a good way to do it. And to celebrate the new year, I'm adding a whole new technological challenge to my life. Oh my God. I will be hosting Facebook live discussions for patrons only on the final Monday of each month from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time zone. Y'all join us from wherever you are, but that's when they'll be. Just a few of our planned topics of conversation include advertising on a shoestring budget. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, we can talk about that. Campaigning a special just for runner handlers. Problem solving the stack. Tricks of the trade for grooming, like what products do I like or anybody else like. Open mic Q&As, all that kind of stuff. What you guys need to know is that the generosity of Pure Dog Talks patrons is literally what keeps the MP3s running here. The money is set aside exclusively for overhead and operational expenses. That's it. Now, I'm incredibly grateful to our corporate sponsors. You have no idea. They have the dedication to purebred dogs and the resources to ensure that Pure Dog Talk remains a powerful voice for purebred dogs. That you guys, y'all believed in this mission and you supported it from the beginning. You are the heart and soul of my crusade to provide all purebred dog lovers a constantly growing, challenging treasure trove of knowledge in a 21st century format. Like a So, just click the Be My Patron on Podbean button on the website. It's quick, it's easy, it's secure. And I hope to see all of you on the next Facebook Live chat. Michael, you had something on this. Well, I would just add that an important part of our socialization of our puppies is that we train them to be accepting of having their nails clipped Mm -hmm. and also lying on their side to be groomed. Right. Oh, right. right. Okay, so this is a perfect segue. Michael, it's time to talk about grooming. This is the perfect segue because this is where I was going next. Okay. Talk to us about the average person. I'm not talking about a show dog owner. I'm talking about the average person that wants to own a Sky Terrier because they think they're ridiculously adorable, which they are, but you have to brush them. So let's talk about that. How does that work? All right. Well, the early grooming training When they're less than six months old, they're not carrying a full coat. And so a lot of the work that we do when they're here, but then what you're going to do as a new owner is essentially laying the foundation for what's to come. Because Mm -hmm. once they're, you know, a year and a half approaching two years old, now they're carrying pretty much their full coat. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell owners is if you're willing to dedicate a little over an hour, say an hour and a half, and that would include bathing, 
drying, and grooming. Mm -hmm. And if you do that every week to 10 days, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what I would consider to be the grooming requirements of an adult sky. But you definitely have to have the equipment. So you have to have a four-seer dryer, and you have to have a grooming table, and you definitely have to, even if you don't think that the dog needs to have his or her nails trimmed, (laughs) I would still maintain that routine because you want to keep the dog comfortable with that routine. Right. Nobody loves toenail trimming, but we'll make sure there's a link to how to trim your dog's toenails previous episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So Karen, what's your big important thing to share with new owners about grooming a sky? Brushing, bathing, whatever. What's your big tip on that? It's interesting, but occasionally the question comes up about clipping skies. Should they be clipped in the ah! summer? <laughs> uh, to, you know, and some of us curious. I just had a small arrest. seizure. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Well, we do too. It's really not necessary to clip them, even in the summer. And help people understand why. Well, because the coat actually protects them from the sun. It protects their skin from the sun. And they do not get hot. Of course, you're not going to leave them sitting out on a hot day in the sun. not going to leave anybody. (laughs) It actually keeps them from getting overheated. They do just fine in the summer with a full coat if you keep them brushed and keep them clean. And they really don't require a lot of grooming. So I would say most people, I actually have never in all the years that I've had skies, my almost... 54 years of having skies have only ever had one dog that I clipped down. And the only reason mm. I did is because she was such a pain in the neck. Because <laughs> she was naughty. Did not like to be groomed. Right. She was not a dog that I bred or raised. And mm-hmm. otherwise, she would not have had the temperament that she did. Right. The only person that she loved was my daughter. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At any rate, she did get clipped down. But I have always kept my dogs in full coat because mm-hmm. I think that's how they should live. But if a pet owner decides that they want to clip their dogs down or they want to take them in and have them groomed, then that's fine. They do just fine clip down. It's really the owner's decision. Mm -hmm. But they are very easy to keep in full coat and groomed. I actually groom my dogs. They all get groomed once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. We get a bath and a grooming. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky because I live in Colorado where it's very dry. Right. They don't get dirty. They don't get mud. Yeah. (laughs) No, occasionally we get snow and they get wet, but they dry very quickly. So it's very easy for me to keep them up. But skies, I think really, I tell people they're the terrier for lazy people um, (laughs) because they require no clipping and just a brush and a a bathing and a brushing. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, they're extremely low maintenance. Excellent. Okay, Elaine. So you're doing performance with yours. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're doing all the stuff. Uh-huh. Any different or the same basic concept? Well, I mean, I will say this. I do tie my hair, the fallback on my dogs because they have to see in obedience and they have to see to go over jumps. And that's not been a problem with us. We start when they're puppies. We get the little toy elastic bands and they start. And honestly, I have a puppy now who's not quite a year old and She's not having a problem. I think it really depends on the dog. Mm -hmm. So for us, that hasn't been a problem. And even if I take my dogs 
for a walk, I want them to look presentable. So it's not like they get a full grooming every week or whatever, but you know, it's easy to keep the coat neat. And for new owners, I mean, I think if they will listen to the breeders and we as breeders, we all have products that we like using. We all have our favorite pin brush that we like using. And we all share that with anybody who wants to know. And if you can convince a new Sky owner that it's really not that much to keep up, I think that they'll be surprised at how kind of, as Karen said, low maintenance. I will say this. We have had an occasional dog with a softer coat, Mm. and that is a little bit more of a challenge to keep up. Mm. So in that case, when he got older, we did have him clipped down because Mm. You know, when they get old, they don't really want to go through yeah, all the, yeah. the grooming and the laying down and the bathing and everything like that. But, you know, really, the only thing I would definitely discourage is taking a dog to the beach. Don't take a Sky <laughs> Terrier to the beach. You'll never get the sand out of them, really. And I live a mile from the beach. Oh, my, my gosh. Dogs, they never, ever go on the beach. But aside from that, they're good to go anywhere. Okay, I'm sad. I can't take them to the beach. That's terrible. Okay. Well, you can, but, you know, you'd suffer the consequences afterwards. Right. right. Karen, did you have something? I do. On that note, I live in Colorado now, but we used to have a farm that was on the river, and skies love, love to swim. Right. And my skies used to go in the river all the time. And then they'd come out and run in the woods. <laughs> and, and people just were mortified that I let them do that. But they absolutely love to swim. Well, okay. So, Michael, I'm going to come to you. This is going to be kind of like towards our wrap up here. Talk to us about the Sky Terrier coat. Because I don't know that people really understand what we're talking about when we talk about the Sky Terrier coat, because it's very unique and very specific to the breed. Okay, well, it has been referenced earlier, it's a double coat. And what that is, is the top coat is almost the texture of our hair. So there right. should be some crispness to it. Right. Then the undercoat, closer to the skin, is a softer, woolly, insulating coat. And so over time, that's the coat that tends to build up right? and it will mat over time. So the important tools in your grooming toolbox are a pin brush right. and a comb. And when I comb the dog, if I get to an area there's a buildup of undercoat, what you can do is pinch the coat right at the skin so that you're able to pull out gently the matted undercoat without actually pulling hard on the dog's skin. Right. And that's important because you don't want it to be a painful experience for them. Right. And so I find it's best if you start your grooming session with a proper allocation of time. So if you go into it and you feel rushed, maybe you should stop and take it up on another day Mm -hmm. because you don't necessarily want to stop pulling on the dog's skin. Right. To be in a hurry is going to make it less pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the grooming I do is after a bath. So mm-hmm. while I'm blowing the dog dry, as the air is blowing through the coat, that's when I'm able to get, you know, if there is a buildup of undercoat, I'm able to get at it that way. Mm-hmm. And listeners, I'll make sure that we include a link to the episode that we did on line brushing and sort of proper grooming because... 
These are not giant dogs. Like, you can manage them if you just stay on it. And I think, like these guys said, if you say, I'll give it an hour a week or an hour and a half every 10 days or whatever it is, that that is not that much. And you don't have to, I mean, you can, but you don't have to spend a million dollars on a professional groomer. You can sit and watch TV and line brush your dog, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in closing... I want each of you, and we're going to start with Elaine, I want each of you to give me the three finest, most fabulous features of the Sky Terrier and why everyone should have one and why they are definitely should not be more rare than the giant panda, which I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. First and foremost is their personality. Secondly, they're very smart. And third, they love their people. Awesome. And there's a lot of cool stories, and I'll try and find some of the links like from your guys' National Club page talking about some of the very cool stories about them coming to the graves of the people and, I mean, mm -hmm. like really cool old, old stories about this breed. Actually, one of ours a couple of years ago who was a certified therapy dog was allowed to go into an intensive care unit. Mm. And my husband brought him in. Someone we knew who had had skies for years was dying. And he was able to put the dog up on the bed with her. Mm. And she knew that a sky was with her. And he was with her for about an hour. And she passed away later that day. Oh, my God. So Ugh. I hope somebody does the same thing for me. Right? I have yeah. already explained to my doctor... I will be on my back deck. Y'all can bring me morphine, whatever you need, but my dogs will be there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay, Karen, speak to me. Three great things. Well, I could go on, but I would have to say it's their wonderful, loyal, devoted personality. Mm -hmm. Their livability, they're just so easy to live with. Mm -hmm. And the way they love, mm -hmm. they just love their people so much. Very cool. Okay, Michael, your turn. Okay, well... Loyalty. If right. anybody knows the story of Grey Fries Bobby, yes. you will know the loyalty of a sky and just their sense of humor, the enjoyment that we have just having them around the house. And the other thing that's very appealing about the sky to me is that coat. I find the look of the sky to be very appealing and very endearing. And it's therapeutic. Like people that like to brush hair, this is therapy. <laughs> yeah, keeping a sky in really top condition, that's just, it's very rewarding. Right. It's enjoyable. Right. If you sit with a sky in your lap and you just start finger combing through their hair, mm. it's almost hypnotic. That's how you find <laughs> little mats or right. little things in their skin. And it's really just a pleasure to feel their coat. Karen, you were going to say something too. No, I was going to say it is. It's like therapeutic. You find yourself just doing it. And they're right. always in your lap. If you're sitting <laughs> or you're reading, there's going to be a sky. Well, for one thing, they're always around. Like right now, I have three right around my chair. And I, I know if I'm sitting and I put my hand down, I'm going to have a sky at the end of my hand. That's awesome. They're never away from you. Right. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Three absolutely fabulous people and all of this accumulated knowledge. I cannot thank you enough. And the dog people in the world cannot thank you enough for your time and for your devotion to your breed. 
As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 